The following is a hoop ball presentation. Good morning, hoop ballers, and welcome to another edition of Hoop Balls DFS today. This is your March 27th edition, a Saturday, and I am your host, Santino Cocone. I'll be running this one solo for you guys. Uh, we have a nine-game slate for you, and 10 of those 18 teams are on the back end of a back-to-back, so we do have... Uh, a lot to watch for in the news cycle tomorrow. Uh, as far as the injury report, we don't have much. I'm doing this one in the wee hours of Saturday morning, uh, so later than usual. And we still don't have much for the injury report because of the back-to-backs. And we also don't have many lines right now. Uh, there's only one full game line with the total and spread and one spread with no total out of the nine matchups that we have here. So... Uh, it's going to be a, a little bit different tomorrow uh, and when when you see everything. Uh, it's not going to be the usual show. I, I don't have any lines to give you guys. don't have much of an injury report. Uh, but we do have some stuff to watch out for, and uh, there are some, some good news. And with those no lines and minimal injury report, uh, I forgot to mention we also have a lot of, team, uh, a lot of players that uh, were traded on Thursday's deadline and may or may not make their their uh, debuts for their new teams. We know that Vooch is going to make it. Uh, he's one of the few, but uh, we'll have to keep an eye out for everybody else here. And before I get into this this nine gamer here, I do want to give a quick shout out to our guys over at my bookie. Uh, simply the best sports book out there. Uh, they have all that you need from your sports book with a fully fledged or full fledged casino platform also available uh, they have live dealers and the, the uh, automated games uh, if you're not an automated fan you can watch a live dealer at an actual casino and actual players uh, you can join their tables or or play behind them and play behind was pretty uh, weird i tried it a couple times and i'm just not used to not being the one playing um, but yep if you want to go and sign up it's as simple as uh, signing up, enter the promo code HOOPBALL, that's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, and get your deposit matched halfway up to a 1000 bucks. Uh, so again, en- enter the promo code HOOPBALL during sign up, that's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, and get your deposit matched halfway up to a 1000 bucks. All right, guys, so let's uh, let's get into this one. And this we have a late start time for this Saturday. Uh, the first game is at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, we have three at eight PM, one at eight thirty, three at nine, and then two late games at ten. Uh, with all the news and shaking and all that stuff that we're probably going to get uh, and and have, it's good that we don't have a wider gap than uh, than we do here. We only have a two hour gap in between the first game and the last game, and hopefully we get all the news or as much news as we can before that initial lock. But uh, we've been doing this long enough, especially this year, that we know that there are going to be some stuff that we don't get in on time. <clears throat> but this first game on the docket is the Detroit Pistons against the Washington Wizards. No spread um, for for this game. We do have an injury report for the Wizards. The Pistons are on the back end of a back-to-back. They just lost a nail-biter to the Nets. Um, but the Wizards have Bradley Beal as questionable. David Davis Bertans, Thomas Bryant, Ishmith all out. On the Detroit side, what we do know is that Killian Hayes is not ready yet. Um, and Himade Diallo made his debut on Friday, so we'll have to watch to see if he's ready for back-to-backs. Uh, he missed a few weeks with a groin injury. And Dennis Smith Jr. missed Friday's game as well. Um, Rodney McGruber, McGruder had got the start, which at point guard, which not a lot of people saw, but uh, we'll have to keep an eye on Dennis Smith Jr. as well. <clears throat> on the Detroit side, the people that I like on this team are on this side of the ball. I'm, I'm going to stick with uh, Jeremy Grant. He shot 5 of 14 in that in this game on Friday uh, against the Nets. 5 of 14, and he still put up 31.5 fantasy points. 
nearly hitting value in a very bad shooting performance. Uh, He only had two rebounds and three assists, but as he's shown, he's able to... um, He's able to get to the line. He's gotten to the line 10, 9, 9. He took, he's taken 10, 9, and 9 shots the last three games. And he's able to just um, be the number one option still. Even on a poor shooting night, put up their, nearly put up value. Uh, he's going to have every opportunity to um, rectify those numbers against a bad Wizards defense and a Wizards defense that uh, gives up points in bunches and loves to play fast at a fast pace, which gives you extra opportunities to score as well. Uh, so I don't mind. I like going to Grant. He's one of my favorite uh, mid-tier guys to go to in this in this um, on this slate. And at seventy six hundred, that's a that's a fair price tag. Outside of him, I think we can look at uh, quite a few of these people, and it all depends on who's going to be ready for the back to back. The Pistons honestly have no nothing to play for except player development and and seeing uh, who's going to be a part of their future or or who's going to be a part of their team moving forward. So any one of these guys can be rested. Uh, that's something we'll have to keep an eye on. If a couple of the the veterans do get rested, then we can go look at um, the replacements and, and other people uh, and, and see who gets the bump there. But as of now, I'm just going to assume that everybody's healthy. And I also like really like Dennis Smith Jr. in this matchup. Um, he's when I said everyone's healthy. He's one guy that missed the last game. So, um, but he if he does play this game, he should slot right back into the starting. Sp- a point guard spot, and we saw him be a valuable contributor when uh, Delon Wright was missing a couple weeks earlier in the in the season, uh, a couple weeks ago actually. At forty eight hundred, that's very good value. Uh, we know Russell Westbrook's good, but he gets lackadaisical on def- the defensive end, especially in this type of game where um, they're not playing a good team. So uh, Dennis Smith Jr. is going to have all the opportunity in the world if he can go, and I do like him here. Uh, Outside of that, I'm going to wait for the injury report and see exactly who's in, who's out before I attack this game. But I do think there's a lot of people on Detroit side of the ball that uh, can be in play and in this type of environment because it's going to, as we, as I said, we don't have spreads for this game yet, but uh, this should be a fairly fairly higher spread <clears throat> with two teams that can like to play fast. On the other side of the ball, we have Bradley Beal as questionable for this one. He missed the last game. Um, <clears throat> no, he did. He he played the last game, but he, he he came in questionable. So we'll have to see if he's still uh, if he's good to go, or he had a little bit of a setback and he's going to miss this game. If you're going to miss a game, you can miss it against the Pistons and still come away with a win. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on that. But if Bradley Beal misses, I mean Russell Westbrook just becomes an awesome awesome play. He's going to be the the lead guy, the alpha dog in this one. Uh, I think he's a good play either way. At 11K, he's one of the guys that I'll be looking at. He has not shot the ball good the last two games against the Knicks. Six of 29 shooting the ball from the field against the the back-to-back set against the Knicks. 0 of 8 from 3, um, just not good. And he still managed to to put up nearly 50, uh, 49 drafting points <clears throat> or in both those games combined, uh, or, or average in both of those games. So he's still nearly, he was getting close to value, and he shot 6 of 29 combined in those two games. Uh, this is not the same defense that the Knicks are, and this is not the same dead last in pace that the Knicks are. Uh, so we can expect a bump in those numbers and get back to get back on track for, for Westbrook here. I do like him over Beal, whether Beal, if Beal does play. If Beal doesn't play, he's one of the best options on the slate. I know he's the highest priced, but uh, um, another guy I'm looking at is Rui. I don't really look at Rui often, uh, but he's been playing better lately, and he's gotten some center minutes. They just traded for Daniel Gafford. He should be available for this one, but I don't know how much he'll play in his debut. Uh, and he also has a tendency to pick up fouls in, in bunches, so he might not be around for a long time if he does play anyway. Um, that said, Beal is questionable, like I mentioned, and if Beal does miss, Rui vaults to that number two option. Uh, and at fifty at under six K against a, a Pistons team that gives up a lot of points to the interior defense or <clears throat> on the interior, uh, Rui's a guy I'm, I'm looking at in this matchup and hoping that Beal doesn't play so we can capitalize on that that price tag. In the next game, we have the New York Knicks at the Milwaukee Bucks, another eight p.m. Uh, start time. No spread for this one. Uh, we do have an injury report, though. The Bucks are on the back end of a back-to-back where they surprisingly 
Uh, got beat pretty bad to this by the Celtics, uh, but we uh, have an injury report for the Knicks, and that is Terrence Ferguson, their newly acquired um, asset, is out. Vincent Poirier, another acquired asset, out. Uh, Alfred Payton, probable. And then we have Julius Randle, Nerlens Noel, Reggie Bullock, all questionable. Uh, Randle is the big one there with the right thigh con- contusion. Uh, no, he's probable. I'm sorry. I, I, I said questionable. Um, but that's the big one there to look out for. And in, in, on this side, um, and in this game, I'm honestly not really looking at anybody on either side. Um, it's just one of those environments where, where you have the number three and the number eight defensive rated team. Um, and then the Knicks play at the slowest pace in the league while the, the Bucks do play at a, a a fast pace. Everybody on the Bucks gets a pace down spot. And while Giannis has put up uh, 58 and a half points combined in the two games played against these guys, the last game these guys played against each other was on the 11th of this month. And the, the Bucks were at home also in this one, and they won by 33 points, like a massive 33-point uh, win. Giannis still put up nearly 59 points, uh, but with the other big guys on the slate, like Westbrook, Lugo, who we'll get to, uh, a couple other guys, I want just slightly a bit more, and I, I'm not looking for uh, the potential chance of another massive blowout. So on the, the Bucks side, I'm just going to leave it alone and, and hope that uh, – it works, and on the Knicks side, I'm not. I'm going to leave it alone as well. Uh, but I will if I. The one guy on the on the Knicks I'll uh, look at a little bit is Mitch Rob at 5400. I think he has a solid matchup. Uh, Brook Lopez has started to play a little bit better, but he's still uh, able to hold his own in there. And he's at under five and a half K. He can bring back some value, but this is just not a game environment that I really trust um, with these two teams, knowing that. The Bucks have uh, the first game. The Knicks surprisingly got them, but the next one was just a massive blowout. And after losing to the Celtics the way they just did, I can see the the Bucks coming out for revenge and uh, running up the scoreboard on this one. And the next game of the night is a rematch from Friday night. That is the Houston Rockets at the Minnesota Timberwolves. Again, no spread for this one, uh, and no injury report for this one because these teams just played a. F- uh, it is now about one thirty in the morning. They they played a, uh, like four hours ago, three hours ago. <clears throat> but for Houston, we'll we'll keep an eye out on Kevin Porter Jr. He missed the last game. Uh, they're thinking that he might be able to play in this one, but something that we're going to definitely have to keep our eye out for. Uh, Eric Gordon is definitely out. Daniel House was said to miss the, this this weekend series. Uh, David Nwaba's out. We know. Kelly Olynyk, Avery Bradley, not sure if they're able to play on this one. They didn't play on Friday. I don't know if they'll be able to make their debuts on this. Uh, John Wall, Christian Wood, definite people to keep your eye on uh, because of the back-to-back nature, and we know that Wood probably will play, but Wall is every bit as questionable as as you can get on the back end of a back-to-back. On the Minnesota side, they didn't have anybody besides uh, Russell missed this one. Akogi came in a little bit banged up, and he didn't play. Uh, I believe he's in the COVID-19 protocols. But uh, Malik Beasley did not play on Friday, but his suspension is ending as of today. And the last report from Coach Finch said that he will be ready to go uh, for this one. So he will be making his return to the lineup. I'll start with the Houston side, and it's very hard to break it down because I don't it, – it's just this game – this team is a dumpster fire and we don't know who's in, who's out on a given basis. Uh, they they just blew a massive 15-point double-digit lead heading into the fourth quarter. Um, the, the Timberwolves went on a 22-0 run in the fourth quarter of this last game and, and took the win. Um, so the, the Rockets are reeling, and then we'll see what we ha- have on the injury report. Uh, but if Waller-Porter, one of those two misses, and the other one plays, I like the other one. Um, I prefer Kevin Porter Jr. because John Wall is 8,400 now, and we do have a lot of options. I probably won't fully go to Wall, especially on the back end of a back-to-back. I'm assuming he's going to be minutes limited regard- if he does play, so I'm hoping Kevin Porter Jr. plays and not Wall. And at 6,300, I can't attack that. Uh, I think we can all look there. I think Jay Sean Tate at 57, not bad. 
he had a pretty good game in the last one. I don't expect another massive amount of stocks that he did in that again. Uh, he had four stocks. Can't fully expect that, and he, he came with six fouls. But um, we can look at uh, like a, a Ben McLemore. He started in the last one, surprisingly, and that's something that uh, is intriguing if he if he gets to start again and everybody's out. Uh, and <clears throat> DJ Augustine, 3,900. He had a pretty good uh, game in that first one with with his new team. looked looked pretty good out there, and <clears throat> he's another guy that we can um, potentially go to at thirty nine hundred if there's no wall, if there's no porter, uh, if they're missing some bodies in there because he's going to be playing and it's a, it's a solid matchup and he's under four k. On the Minnesota side, we can go right back to the big the big cat here, Carl uh, Anthony Towns. He had a monster game with a near triple double 29 points 16 boards eight assists uh, took 26 shots maybe a, he'll take a few less now uh, maybe that drops to 20 or so 19 with beasley back in the fold but he dropped 200 uh, he had a monster game and, and he wound he winds up dropping 200 off of uh, last night's price tag uh, so we can definitely attack that again this is just a great matchup for him the rockets are a great matchup for anybody uh whether you're a one of the top centers in the league or not. But uh, I think we can go back to Towns. He's one of my favorite um, high-priced guys on the slate again. And then outside of Towns, um, I'm, I'm letting it ride. I don't know where I want to go here yet. We know Beasley's going to be back in the lineup. He's probably going to be starting with Edwards, uh, Rubio, Towns, and then that power forward spot. Uh, which has been Vanderbilt lately, and then McDaniel started at small forward last couple, but now Beasley should be back in that fold and, and knocking all those uh, Hernan Gomez, McDaniels, Beasley, uh, Nas Reed all into power forward, backup power forward, backup center spots. Uh, so it kind of gets jumbled there, and then Noel, everybody kind of takes a hit uh, with Beasley coming back. So I want to see how that plays out. Uh, great matchup for anybody if you want to take some chances in GPPs, but... Beasley coming back, and if he's ready to play thirty minutes right off the right out of the right off the rip, <clears throat> then it just hurts all these guys that uh, we have been able to look at, and it does hurt Edwards as well at seventy six hundred. He's now the number three option, uh, assuming Beasley's uh, ready to go, <clears throat> and uh, that's not something that I want to pay for a number three option right now. Uh, moving on to the next game, the first game at 8.30 Eastern Standard Time. This is one of two games that does not feature any team on the back end of a back-to-back. And I should mention that no team is on the front end of a back-to-back on this uh, slate. So this is one of the two games that has nobody on the back-to-back. And that said, it is one of the games that we have a spread for. No total, but we do have a spread and... um, Oh, I forgot to mention the teams. I'm sorry. The Chicago Bulls at the San Antonio Spurs, and the Spurs are two-point home favorites in this one. No spread again. Uh, and on the injury report, we do have some stuff because neither team played last night. And that's Zach Levine. The big guy is questionable with a right ankle sprain, and that's obviously something we have to keep an eye on. And Daniel Tice is not with the team yet. Uh, I did not mention Vooch because he is playing in this one, and so should Al Farouk Aminu, I am assuming Oh, no, he will not be available. Um, it's not injury-related. might be personal. They just said not injury-related. But uh, Vooch is ready to go in this one. He he has been able to play, and hopefully we can see uh, Levine and Vooch in this one together in their first game together uh, to get a good look at what they're going to do because the more – uh, the more they play together, the more familiar they get. They'll get together, and then we can start attacking them more. On the Spurs side, we just have Marquise Chris, uh, Kitty Bates, Diop, both out, and Lonnie Walker is not going to be playing in this one. I'll start with the Bulls, and I kind of tip my hat there. I'm not really. I'm not going to look at Vooch or Levine in this one. First game, well, well, Levine's questionable, but both of them play. This is the first game that. Uh, they are playing together. It takes a little bit of time to get familiar. I do expect some solid returns, but uh, ninety-five and eighty-five hundred dollars, respectively. And on a nine-game slate where we do have good alternatives, I'm going to give them a couple games to get familiar with each other. Get uh, get Vooch familiar with his teammates. Get Levine familiar with playing with a dominant big um, for the first time since rarely playing with Towns because he was coming off the bench and he 
he didn't really get to play with Towns too much, um, and he was young back then too. So this is going to be a learning curve for both of them. And uh, while I don't expect bad games, I'm not going to risk dollars on that first game um, that they play with each other uh, right now. <clears throat> and while they get familiar with one another and then Vooch uh, figures out where he fits with this team. Um, but on this, but outside of them, I'm going to be looking at uh, Laurie Markkinen. Now that he has a dominant, a, a, a bona fide center next to him, he can start doing a little bit more of what he does best, and then that's spread the floor and, and get some open shots. Hopefully Vooch gets some attention to a, a lot of attention to him, uh, and Markkinen can take advantage of that. And as a seven-foot power forward, he has the advantage rebounding if he wants to be a little bit more physical, as uh, Billy Donovan's been asking him to do. And at 5200 that's a very good price tag to, to take a chance on him right now uh, before or while we see where everybody fits. Outside of him, uh, Tomas Sadoransky is another guy I'll be looking at on this bull squad. Uh, good matchup. He just he gets a new toy in Vooch to uh, feed down low or, or on the perimeter and pick and roll, pick and pop type situations. And at 4800 that's a pretty solid price tag to, to go after. Been playing, he's been starting. He's been playing uh, high 20s in minutes and, and bringing back solid value lately. Uh, he has the ability to put up over 30.5 fantasy points or 35 and a half fantasy points, I should say. <clears throat> and uh, with the new toy in Vooch, his outlook is trending up. <clears throat> On the Spurs side of the ball, not too in love with a lot of these guys. I just think their price tags are very fair. And as good and young as they are, uh, this is one of the most inconsistent cores of talented players. Um that you can get on a team. Everybody from one game to the next is uh, very inconsistent. And while I do like to attack them on certain situations, this one is turned a little bit different because Sadoransky has been better than Kobe White has uh, on the defensive end at point guard. Now they got an actual center in there. Uh, so there's not the easy slim pickings that you can go when you normally see the bulls that we can look and looking at DeRozan, Murray, both over 7K, DeRozan near 8K. I, I like the other options that we have available uh, in instead of going there. Pirtle, now you got Vooch who stretches the floor, might keep him away from the rim. Uh, at 5,800, I don't know. I, I don't really want to go there. Uh, White is very inconsistent. He has his blow-up games, and then he has his uh, poor games. So if he, he makes more sense in GPPs. Same with Kelvin Johnson. He makes more sense in GPPs. Um, for me, the the guys that I'm looking at are the bench guys who I think are in solid spots. I uh, like Patty Mills at 4,200. He's going to see a lot of Kobe White. They're both going to be playing against each other. We know how bad Kobe White's been on defense. Uh, Rudy Gay with no Lonnie Walker just gives him extra minutes. Maybe um, Kelton Johnson bumps up to the three. Rudy Gay comes in. Uh, and, and Devin Vassell at 3,400. I think three of those guys that uh, you can take stabs at very cheap in uh, both GPPs and cash. Good roles, getting gonna get a couple extra minutes with no low, blah, with no Lonnie Walker, and um, the bad defense of the Bulls has been shifted to the bench. <clears throat> um, the next game is the first game that starts at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is the Memphis Grizzlies at the Utah Jazz. Uh, this is an, a rematch of last night again, uh, and this is the only game that we have an actual spread for a spread and a total. Uh, so we have a 229 over under, and the Jazz are 10.5 home or 10.5 point home favorites. Uh, the last game came down to the last shot. Uh, the Jazz wound up winning by three points. <clears throat> and we do not have an injury report for either team, which makes sense. But we do know on the uh, Grizzlies that Jaron Jackson Jr. is not going to ever play basketball again, apparently. Uh, no, but he won't be playing until at least the end of this month next month they said the end of by the end of the month april i'm assuming next he meant next month but um would be funny if he just meant this month <clears throat> uh, and keep an eye on a, keep an eye out on the injury report for these guys because they do tend to rest people rest some people in the rotation because the rotation is massive uh, jenkins plays 10 guys 
every chance he gets, even when they do rest some people. He brings in the guys that who don't play. He still plays them because his team is very deep. Uh, but if they do decide to rest a couple people, then we can find some value in these um, in these uh, this team. But on the on the Jazz side, uh, don't have anybody of note injured or out on this one. Uh, I'm not sure if Matt Thomas will be available. I know he did not play on Friday. He m- might be available for this one, but uh, another team to look out for or another guy to look out for, Mike Conley, might be rested in this one. They have been trying to get him rest here and there when they can. So on the back end of a back-to-back against the same team that he just played, maybe he finds himself uh, resting. Uh, but let's start with the the Grizzlies. And both Ja and J-Val had monster games Big games against this Jazz team on Friday. And I look back to go to uh, J-Val. He only played 26 minutes. He put up 16 points and 15 rebounds. He has been on a massive rebounding binge lately. Double digits uh, every game this month. And 19 the game before this. 15 the game before that. 16 the game before that. And he put 15 up here. Um, He put up another massive, I believe, 18 in this one. Uh, He's just been crushing it. And even against uh, Gobert, he's he's ripping down rebounds. So he's a guy that I'll be looking at. Ja is a guy I will have some interest on in. He's on the edge of my player pool, but I probably won't have too much exposure to him. And he had an awesome game. Uh, he had a, a fantastic game in the, on Friday. I don't know if he repeats that, though. It's going be, gonna to be tough for him to do that uh, twice against this Jazz team. <clears throat> Outside of uh, those two guys... I'm just waiting to see if anybody is out of this rotation or out of this game so we can figure out what is going on with the rest of this rotation. But uh, assuming that everybody plays, I'm probably just going to keep it on Joe Val as my number one on this team and, and, and Jaws as my number two, and then everybody else uh, probably won't have much exposure to in this environment against the Jazz team that's just... You don't really want to... You don't want to attack the Jazz, uh, and we have nine games, so we don't have to attack the Jazz. <clears throat> On the Jazz side of the ball, uh, Mitchell had a monster game too. He dropped over uh, 30 points, I believe, 35 one, a 35 burger in this game. So uh, at 9K, we can look at him. I do like other options, so I'm not going to have much exposure to him. But um, he is a he's a good play here uh, with with what he's been able to do. And, and Mike Conley might miss this game, so gives him even more responsibility if. Conley is rested. Uh, not a guarantee. It's just speculation on my part. Uh, outside of them, uh, if Conley is rested, I think we can look at Jordan Clarkson and Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles will draw the start as as he has been, uh, but Clarkson has a, a good opportunity and a good matchup in this one as well. Uh, they're f- 5,800 and 5,300 respectively, uh, and then both to me are, are good mid-tier plays. Uh, you and attack John Moran on defense, and Clarkson can do that. And Joe Ingles will be playing point um, point forward in, in multiple spots. And he's been showing um, – he's been coming alive lately. One of the uh, top three-point shooters in the league, him, Joe Harris, Norman Powell, I believe, are the three highest-rated uh, – highest three point, uh, have the highest three-point percentage in the league right now. Uh, and this is a good matchup to take advantage of that if uh, Mike Conley does rest. If he does play, um, probably gonna, I'm not going to have too much exposure to either of those guys, uh, to this team in general, but I will still take some GPB chances on Ingles and Clarkson. Uh, just not as much. <clears throat> the next game of the night is the second game at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and that is the Dallas Mavericks at the New Orleans Pelicans. Again, no spread for this one. Both teams on the back ends of back-to-backs. Uh, not against each other, though, but they both played last night. The in- uh, For the Mavs side, though, uh, Luka did not play on Friday. Um, Porzingis, we know, is a rest candidate on the back end of a back-to-back, so keep an eye out for that. J.J. Redick did not play. Nicola Melli did not play. The two guys they got in trades. Uh, so don't know if they'll be ready to play. Uh, Redick is actually hurt, not in the protocol or whatever for the trade. So I don't think he'll play. Melli might be available. Willie Cauley-Stein's in the COVID protocols. So he should be out for this one. 
and Tyrell Terry is, has been out uh, for a personal issue, so I would not sure if he'll be back for this one. On the Pelican side, though, for the injury report that we don't have, uh, we know that James Johnson just got traded and Wes Iwundu. They did not play on Friday. They might be able to play against their former teams here. Uh, and Lonzo Ball is out once again. And that is the injury reports um, that we do know of. Now, there's no official injury report, but that's those are the stuff that's been reported. Uh, so we'll go to the Dallas side of the ball here first, say, since they are the away team. And Luca, if he plays, definitely in play for me. Fantastic matchup. And then you add no Lonzo Ball. Uh, gets even better if he's ready to go full complement of minutes. This is a he is one of the, my two favorite spend ups uh, in the Super Saiyan tier or over 10k. I would go him or Westbrook, and uh, we'll see what. And both of them have uh, running mates in Beal and Porzingis who might may not play in this, which would give both of them extra usage. Uh, both have fantastic matchups. And it's just your preference there. I'm I'm leaning Luca, um, assuming that he's fully healthy, but that could always change depending on what we hear tomorrow. Another guy that I'm, I'm I have interest in, uh, if Luca doesn't play, is is Jalen Brunson at 4200. It's kind of self-explanatory at this point. Anytime Luca doesn't play, he he gets the the job to to run with. I uh, didn't have a great night against Indy last night. He only had 16 and a half fantasy points, but this is a 10 times better matchup than uh, the Pacers is. So if Luka doesn't play at 4,200, it's an extreme value there. Um, but whether Luka plays or not, or Porzingis plays or not, Tim Hardaway Jr. is a guy that I, I'm liking here. Uh, 5,500, he's never a guy that I usually tend to go to, but on certain occasions, I, I do like to take my GPP chances on him. And this is one of those games where I like to. Uh, as I mentioned, Porzingis might be a rest candidate that'll vault him up to the number two option on this team. And even if he is still the number three option, this is a matchup where he can find himself getting a lot of open shots, a lot of opportunity, and uh, do his thing with. So a fast-paced Pelicans team that gives up points in bunches, that's the exact matchups that I will target Tim Hardaway when I do target him. On the other side of the ball, we have the Pelicans, and we know that ball is not playing on this side of the ball. Uh, that means Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who's been starting for him lately, probably is going to get another start, and he's been hot. Three straight games over 30 fantasy points, uh, and he's only $5,300 salary. Very good matchup against the, the Mavericks, which these two teams are um, two teams in the top 11 in offensive rating. I think we can go back to Alexander-Walker again. Um, that 5,300, it just makes sense. He's been putting up the numbers, and we can do that outside of him. I like Eric Bledsoe. I I, I shouldn't say like, <laughs> um, but Eric Bledsoe had a big game in the last one, and at 4,400, I mean, DraftKings is just begging us to play him. He's been so bad this year. Can't get worse, can he? Without Lonzo Ball, he's getting more uh, ball-handling op- opportunities. He's playing Sato point guard because – Nikhil Alexander-Walker is more of a combo guard slash two guard, more of a shooter. So Bledsoe's value is higher than it's been in a bit, and his price tag is lower than it's been in a bit. So two things that make me want to play him um, as a as a solid value tier um, play in this slate against a team that he can score. or uh, I can't even say score because he's been so bad, but he can score fantasy points in. That's the word I'll use. Uh, outside of that, Zion's in a really good spot, but I do like the other uh, options at near 9K that we can go with. Uh, same with Ingram. Um, I think it's just those two guards for me uh, on this side of the ball. <clears throat> All right, going to the last game at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have the Boston Celtics at the Oklahoma City Thunder. We do not have a spread for them Uh, For this game, the Celtics are on the back end of a back-to-back. The Thunder are not, but for the Thunder, we have an injury report. That's Darius Baisley, uh, Tony Bradley, who just got traded, Austin Rivers, who just just got traded, and Shea Gilgis-Alexander. They are all out for this one, opening up some value. On the Celtics side, Tristan Thompson was said to not be able to play in this one. Romeo Langford still not back. Uh, Semi Ojalei did not play on Friday. So we'll have to keep an eye out for him, kind of. He doesn't play much anyway. 
And Evan Fournier, who just got traded, did not play on Friday, but he may be available to play on this one. And then Kemba Walker is a guy who's probably going to get rested. Every time they play on a back-to-back, he he gets rested on one. So uh, we'll keep that in mind as well. We'll start with the Celtics. We're just talking about them, and they are the away team, so I'll start with them. Uh, So they just came off a big win against the Bucs on the road. So to me, this seems like more of a letdown game. Uh, That's just the narrative that I... I'm feeling in this after a big win against the team that they a win that they desperately needed, and against a team that's a, a top three in the East. <clears throat> um, this just seems screams to me that they won't be as up for it. Uh, the Thunder are a f- scrappy fighting team, but they can still win this one and and not be themselves um, and, and play a little down to this after a big win the night before. With that said, I'm looking at. Uh, Robert Williams at 6'6", and Marcus Kemba Walker, and depending on if Evan Fournier plays. If Evan Fournier plays, uh, I still do like Smart because Fournier is just going to come off the bench, one, and two, he's going to get familiar with his new teammates, figure out what his role on this team actually is. Um, Smart at 6,200 makes for a solid play here. He put up 43.5 against Milwaukee the night before. Uh, now we'll have more responsibility without Kemba Walker, and I'm a, I'm just going with the assumption that Kemba's not playing because it's um, it's been his mo this year uh, so far this year. Robert Williams, we have no Tristan Thompson. Uh, Mo Wagner might should be available to play, but uh, don't know think don't think he'll steal Robert Williams minutes. And no Daniel Tice is on the team anymore. So right now it's Rob Williams is. Uh, minutes to lose and uh he's he has every i would assume stevens is going to give him as many minutes as he can handle unless they pick up someone else but uh for right now in this particular game we can go to him um pretty comfortably um outside of them i'm probably not going to have too much exposure to the rest of this side and then flip on over to the, the thunder side of the ball and i'm sticking in the front court this front court has been really awesome uh, they have so many people that in the front court that have been that can play that uh, they're putting Pokemon at small forward, Isaiah Roby at power forward, Al Horford, Moses Brown playing. They were playing next to each other for a few sh- minutes uh, in the last game. <clears throat> I think we can look at two of those guys and Al Horford. Um, don't love it, but this is his former team, and if he's starting, you may give some a little bit of extra here, a little bit extra in this game. Uh, He's not been playing many games lately. He rested five times in the last nine games. So when he's out there, especially against the former team, uh, trying to showcase himself for a trade this summer when his contract is expiring next year. So it seems like a game that he can get up for if he plays. Um, Outside of him, Moses Brown, this is just a massive individual. If you turn on a Thunder game, you cannot miss this guy. Um, and he's using every bit of his size to his advantage, cleaning glass, protecting the rim, the rim at uh, kind of elite elite rates when he's out there in in his stat wise. So he can definitely bring back value even at near six k now. Uh, probably go him over uh, if Al Horford doesn't play. I would go him over uh, Rob Williams at seven hundred dollars discount there. <clears throat> Outside of those two guys, I do like Ty Jerome at four seven. Shea is not going to be out there for a while. Uh, so Ty Jerome has been playing. He's going to be play minutes in the 20s, but he's putting up, uh, he has the potential to put up over 30 fantasy points in under 30 minutes. And at under 5K, that's something that we can look at as, as value on this slate. Um, the next game here we have is the first game at 10 p.m. Um, at the 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, this is the Second to last game on the slate, and this is the second game of the night that neither team is on a back end of a back-to-back. Uh, there's only two of these games. This is the Philadelphia Sixers at the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, this game and the Bulls-Spurs game are the only two teams, um, or only two games that have both teams not playing on the back-to-back. So keep that in mind while you're looking through your slates. Um, we don't have a spread for this or a total. But we do have an injury report. On the Sixers side, we just have Joel Embiid as out. On the Clippers side, we have Serge Ibaka 
Patrick Beverly, both out. Kawhi Leonard, Marcus Morris, questionable for this one, and they both missed this last game. Uh, if you'll notice, Rajon Rondo was not listed on that, so I think he's ready to play, but uh, again, he might not be. He, he did have a groin injury before, so keep that in mind. And then the trade uh, may or may not, they, maybe they just didn't put him on the injury report um, when they sent it out, but that's something to keep an eye on out for. On the sixer side of the ball, there's a couple things that I'm looking at here, and one is Tobias Harris, 8,500. Oh, and I forgot to mention, the Sixers have Doc Rivers, who is going back to his former team. He was coaching the Clippers for a few years. They did not meet expectations last year. They let him go, and now this is the first game back in Los Angeles facing the Clippers, first game facing the Clippers uh, this season. So that's going to be a big storyline in this this game here. And Seth Curry versus uh, Paul George, who is dating his ex-girlfriend. Uh, just some just some narratives to throw out at you guys. But uh, I do like Tobias Harris at 85. He's more of a GPP play. He's not. I, I don't expect him to have much high ownership in this game. Uh, this is a revenge narrative for him also, but I don't expect for him to have much ownership on a slate like this, and, and I like him like for that reason and for the reason that uh, this is a pretty solid matchup, especially if Morris doesn't play, if, if Kawhi doesn't play. Uh, he's looking at a the number one option on this team without Embiid, uh, and, and Simmons there is, is not that. He's, he's more of the number two uh, scoring-wise, and I think that's a good, um, good matchup, good price tag to, to go here. Outside of him, Dwight Howard. There's no more Tony Bradley. Joel Embiid is out. Uh, they don't. They didn't go to B-ball Paul last game. Uh, Mike Scott's not a center. Dwight Howard's going to get as much as he can handle right now, uh, and he's going against the Clippers team that <laughs> these two guys did not get along when he was on the Lakers last year. Uh, as a big, he he's bet he's better than Zubats, and he just has a good matchup and good advantage here. Uh, assuming he doesn't get ejected a few minutes into the game like he did last game. Outside of those two guys, I, I mentioned Mike Scott, but at 3,300, we can take a look at him. He played 28 minutes out of necessity because Dwight Howard got ejected, but um, they don't have another center behind him. They have B-Ball Paul, but who, a.k.a. Paul Reed, but they didn't really play him last game either, so I think Mike Scott is the backup center. I started in the last game because they preferred Dwight Howard off the bench. So at 3,300, if you're digging in the bargain bin, he, you can look at him. You know that he's going to get the not starting non, and he's going to get uh, minutes probably in the 20s, low 20s. Going on to the, the clipper side of the ball, uh, this is a tough one because uh, we are on a nine-game slate, and they are on the late tip-off time at 10 p.m., and we don't know if uh, Kawhi Leonard's going to play, if Marcus Morris is going to play, Rajon Rondo is going to play. Uh, to me, the Clippers are a GPP team. You can take some chances on them and hope that you, you guessed right and you have um, <clears throat> ownership. Uh, you, you win the ownership battle because other people didn't want to take the, the chances on them early. Uh, and if Kawhi plays, this is a good matchup for him. But I don't know how much exposure I'll have. I, I won't really have much exposure to him because of the other options on the slate. Um, Paul George going against... Doc Rivers, who he, he called out at the end of the season after he got fired, said that his system just doesn't make sense for him. He didn't know what he was doing. Uh, Seth Curry narrative. You can look at him. I probably won't. He's not. He's kind of fallen off lately. Uh, and even last game without Kawhi, he, he had 47 uh, DraftKings points, but he was the guy, so you, uh, he might not be that this one in this game. Uh, but I'm looking at Reggie Jackson, assuming Rajon Rondo's not playing. 4,700. Saw him have a nice game in the last one. I know Kawhi didn't play, but he's going to be starting at point guard. Um, and then he is the number three option with room to grow, depending on George and Leonard's availability on C- and Marcus Morris's uh, availability there. Uh, Batum, we don't know if Morris or Kawhi Leonard's going to play. He could potentially slot back into the starting lineup. I know he didn't in the last one, but he still played over 30 minutes. Uh, and at 4,100 <clears throat> in this matchup, 
can look at him. Same with Terrence Mann. He started in the last one for Kawhi Leonard. And even if Kawhi does come back, he's played. He's quietly played uh, before the last game where he played 32 in place of Kawhi. With Kawhi, he quietly played 20-plus minutes, 23-plus uh, minutes in the last three games. So at 3,900, another guy we can look at under 4K. Uh, he's been rebounding the ball pretty well, and he's one of my uh, preferred value plays on the night. Now let's jump on over to the last game of the night, the Cleveland Cavaliers at the Sacramento Kings. This one starts at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we do have an injury report because uh, the Kings have Marvin Bagley as out and Jamias Ramsey as out. The Cavs are on the second night of a back-to-back, so they do not have one yet, uh, but we do know Andre Drummond has, has been bought out. Kevin Love, Matthew Deladova did not play on Friday. We don't know what's going on yet, if they'll be here. Um, Torian Prince also didn't play on Friday. Isaiah Hartenstein just got traded. And Colin Sexton was a scratch on Friday as well. So a lot of news to keep an eye on on the Cavs side of the ball. <clears throat> and that's where I'll start because they are the away team. Um, the big news, out of the people that I mentioned, on a, the real big news is just Colin Sexton. Uh, Kevin Love, Deladova, Prince, Hartenstein, they're not options whether they play or not. And if they play, they're not really affecting uh, my outlook on the rest of the guys. But Sexton is big here. If he does not play, Larry Nance Jr., Darius Garland become um, guys that I'm looking at at 6'9 and 6'8. I'll like them a bit more in this matchup, uh, knowing that they're going to have the ball in their hands more, more responsibility, more playmaking duties. And that gives their value a boost. If Sexton does play, I would prefer Sexton over uh, Garland and Nance at at $400 more and $300 more. Um, So that's the big news here. And I doubt we'll be able to get that news before 8 p.m., but uh, it's something to go off of there. And those are the three guys I'd be looking at. Uh, Again, if Sexton doesn't play, Garland and Nance get... Uh, solid boost for me. If Sexton does play, he's the guy that I'm looking at here. Uh, and then Isaac Okoro, another guy to throw at under 4K at 3.9. Uh, he's just playing a lot of minutes. He's playing high 20s minutes, uh, and, and this is a type of matchup that they'll need him. They play small. The Kings have been playing small since Bagley got hurt. Maybe he sees some extra time at power forward, and that I think that'll suit him very well in a fast-paced matchup like that. Uh, uses athleticism to run the floor and and get some stocks in there. <clears throat> On the king side of the ball, the last team of the night, uh, we'll start right at the top. De'Aaron Fox, guy's been on a heater, 9K. Uh, this is a good matchup. Can look at him again. He's one of my preferred uh, 9K guys. That I, I've been saying a lot that there are some other options. Uh, he is one of those other options, and he's been playing very, very well. Last time he played Cleveland was the 22nd. Of this month, put up 49.5 fantasy points. Uh, that's more than enough to, to bring back value here. And I think we can look at him again here um, to do something similar. Uh, outside of him, I think we'll, um, I'm sticking in the backcourt, and I do like me some Tyrese Halliburton uh, in this one. He is another guy that's uh, been playing pretty well. They the way that the, the Kings have been playing is uh, small. They've put Barnes at the four, Heald at the three, and been playing these two point guards. Um, or Halliburton's more of a combo guard, but uh, they've got gone small without Bagley, and they've been on a uh, three-game winning streak, and they are four and one since Bagley got hurt. So uh, something is up there. They look better without him. Uh, Luke Walton has tightened his rotation so that only a hand, there's only a handful of guys off the bench that are playing, and they're not playing many minutes. He's feeding Fox, Holmes, uh, Heald, Barnes, Halliburton. He's feeding them the minutes, and uh, they do have DeLone right now, who's probably going to see minutes at the, the 1, 2, and 3, but uh, I'm not sure if he's able to play yet. They traded for him on Thursday right at the deadline, so we'll see if he's uh, going to be able to play in this one. Uh, whether he does or does not, his minutes aren't going to affect these the starting five, uh, he's going to take some of the bench guys' minutes there uh, as as a backup one, two, and three. <clears throat> but those two guys are my favorites on this team, Fox and Halliburton, uh, at 9K and 6'2", respectively. 
They're just playing a lot of minutes. It's a good matchup for them. And the Kings look fast, loose, and pretty good as they climb into the playoff picture and uh, right behind the Warriors for that number 10 seed. And that'll do it for the Saturday, I almost said February, the Saturday, March 27th edition of Hoopball's DFS today. Uh, we broke down the nine game slate. And as always, there is so much news that we do not know. And I don't even know. Uh, I'm doing this. Um, it's nearly two in the morning right now at Eastern Standard Time, and we don't have spreads. There's just one game with a game total, two games with a spread out of these nine games. So uh, we'll see what happens. Maybe there's so much moving and shaking in, in, in all the trades that were made, um, all the injuries, all these the 10 teams out of the 18 that are on back-to-backs. Uh, it's probably what Vegas is thinking. Like We can't uh, send out any spreads right now and people bet because we don't know who's in or out either. And and that's what we're going to have to face tomorrow. Hopefully we get all the news, but, and, and the good, good thing is that these games don't start till 8 PM, which is a super late uh, kickoff time or I said kickoff tip off time. Uh, so we should get a bunch of news, but it's not a given. Uh, and that's something that you guys are going to have to keep an eye out for. And if you're on our discord, uh, we'll help you with that. And, and, uh, post whatever we see when we see it but uh, that's the best news that i can give you guys and we also have the layup line coming out for you early and just keep an eye out for what's going on in the news circle because uh we don't have anything and vegas doesn't know anything right now so there's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of question marks heading into a pretty big slate um as always guys give us rate review tell us what you like what you don't like uh you can give us follows on Twitter on all of our accounts, Instagram account. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Santino Cocone. And we will catch you again tomorrow. Uh, I believe Mike will be on, um, and that will be for Sunday. Uh, but thank you guys for tuning in, and I will catch you again, I believe, Monday or Tuesday. I'm not. I believe Monday. Um, nope, Tuesday, Tuesday. I'll catch you again Tuesday. And thank you guys for tuning in. Good luck. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.